Welcome to the Project Purple Podcast, episode 10. And today with us is pancreatic cancer survivor and fighter, Liam Holt from Massachusetts. Liam, thank you for joining us on the Project Purple Podcast. Absolutely. And so, uh, Liam, for our audience at home and for those listening, um, just give us a, a quick background about yourself and, you know, how, uh, how you've come to this point and, uh, just, you know, nothing crazy, but you can go into as much detail as you want about your history and, you know, and, and, and we'll, we'll go from there. Okay. Well, I come from a, come from a big Irish Catholic family of 10. Couldn't um, tell I'm, what the I'm, name I'm Liam. Nine of 10. I'm 52 years old now. Um, I started a new business about two years ago, one year into it, I started getting really sick, losing a lot of weight. I attributed to, you know, the stress of trying to launch a company and, you know, and the struggles. And, you know, I kept on getting sicker and sicker, appetite. And then last June, um, you know, I finally went to my doctor and I says, hey, check me out. She checked me out and I was sitting there for five minutes. She says, okay, you're leaving now. I said, I knew I was fine. And they put me into the emergency room and I spent two weeks there. Um, uh, come to that first, they said, you know, um, I had acute pancreatitis and I said, okay, well, my lifestyle wasn't all that healthy. So, you know, quit smoking, quit drinking. Um, I was home for about two weeks, ended up being back in the hospital for a week again, got out, did a barrage of testing. And finally I went to a, um, a, uh, urologist, um, which is amazing. And he decided after having different MRIs and stuff, they did a, um, endoscopic MRI, but they're looking from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And that's when they discovered I had a, um, I had a, uh, baseball, uh, tennis ball sized uh, tumor on my pancreas. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? And, you know, and I says, what am I off to see? He says, well, you know, bottom line is, and I'm going to put into my words, not the doctor's words. Um, it's either you're really screwed, you know, like I said, buy a cotton of cigarettes and a case of whiskey and say, see you later. Um, it's going to suck for a while or it's really going to be a drag for a long time. So I'm like, okay, that's the way it is. Um, a little bit of time went by, uh, went into some biopsies and whatnot, and whatnot. And in the in November, that's when they said, "Okay, Liam, you've got pancreatic pancreatic cancer, and um, things don't look all that hot." And you know, they say, these these people, they doctors or whatnot, God bless them, they really try to put things into perspective for you. But everybody says, "Well, what is my percentage? What you know, what?" how do I volunteer to live, die, get sick, whatnot. And um, in all fairness with the medical community, you know, they try to put a number to it, but it really can't pay attention to that number. You know, I mean, I, I was giving a single digit percentage to, uh, you know, make it to the end of the year. Um, I went in for the Whipple procedure um, in the beginning of December. Uh, and they found a bunch of stuff. They took up more than what they wanted to, or more than I wanted them to. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, I bounced back from that. Um, by the time I got six to the time I had my surgery, I went from 185 pounds down to 137 pounds. Uh, so, you know, you, you look like hell. You feel sick all the time. It's horrible. But after my surgery, um, once you start to get big on your feet a little bit, it, it's a very difficult surgery to go to. And it's really a drag, but um, 
on your feet and, and, and you just you just gotta motor through it. You know, you gotta keep a wicked good attitude. Um the entire time I'm saying, Yeah, that's a number, that means nothing to me. After the surgery they're like, Wow, you came back better than we thought. And yeah, it's nothing. You just keep on going, keep on going. Um one of the tricks is, you know, I made sure is that I, you know, I got myself a little dog to hang out with. She's been my best friend and he's a freaking riot. But it, it, but it gets you up every morning. It gets you out, you know, walking as much as you can. Uh, you know, one of the things, you try to push yourself more than what the doctors want, and that's kind of my personality. And a few times I push too, too far, and you end up on your ass again. Um, but you say, okay, you know, you live, you learn. Uh, be honest with you, after, I, after surgery, I was home from the hospital for two days, and I went to work. Um, I wish I didn't do that, but I did. Now, hold on, hold um, on, hold on, Liam. So, so you had the Whipple, you came home, yep. and then two days later, you're back at work? Yep, yep, yep. Wow. Yep. I, I, I had my business partner pick me up. I came in, I had the staples, the stitches and the drains hanging out of me, and I went to work. I went to a couple of uh, company events with customers, you know, because, uh, you know, a lot of my customers, I handle all the technology, and I'm kind of like the front guy for the shop. And customers get nervous. They're like, hey, you're the guy I deal with. You know, yeah. what do you mean? You, you know, and, and, uh, and, you know, and, uh, you know, part of my passion is what I do for a living. If you, if you love doing what you do, whether it's a hobby or your job or whatnot or the people that are around you, it gives you something to push forwards towards, you know? You know, I've, I've, got, uh, I've got 12 guys here that work for me, and, and they all depend on me for a living. And, you know, I can't let those people down. I can't let my family down. And so you really have to, it's really hard not to get emotional about it, but you really have to look at it, you know, hey, what's the right thing to do here? And really keeping a good sense of humor. Um, you know, uh, I got to tell you, um, my um, oldest son, he's a 34, Bob, uh, great, great kid. He's been taking to all my appointments. And I got to tell you, you go into the hospital and you're in the and you're in the ward there and you know everyone's sick and you know everyone's freaking miserable and I gotta tell you we joke around and laugh we get everybody else joking around and laugh. Um, some people aren't too keen about cancer joke here and there, but you, you, you want to know what you got to have a good sense of humor. Um, <laughs> and, well, and, and and that's one of the things that I really I know help me is just having a good sense of humor. You have to. You got to enjoy everything you get, you know. I, I can relate to you as you said with you know having twelve employees and knowing that that commitment is on you as you feel that like you have to go to work or you have to do these certain things in order to keep the business going because of these other people and that commitment that you have. Um, so I, I love hearing you say that. I've been doing this eight years now, and and the people that I've been fortunate and blessed, they all have that sense of humor and that positive attitude, no matter how bad things look or how they seem on that front end, like you said, you know, like how daunting that is and the weight loss, but that positive attitude and that sense of humor is really what makes the difference. It truly well, it, does. It, it really, really does. You know, and not only that, you know, people, I didn't even let any of my siblings know I was sick until the week before I went in for my operation. Why? They are, they, why? Um, I didn't want to burden them with it, you know? You know, I, I, one of the things that I did, and maybe this is just me, you know, you t I feel like I said, I've got a huge family. Yeah. You know, um, 
And um, the last thing I want anybody to sit there and say, oh, poor Liam. Yeah, okay, it is poor Liam, but, that, but, but, that, but that's my choice. You know, hey, geez, you've been losing a lot of weight. Ah, you know, I've just been real busy. You know, i got to take better care of myself. And you kind of blow it off, you know. And um, because the last thing you want to do, because it, it kind of messes with your mind, all of a sudden, you know, you know, i got a big family. I see them all, you know, two, three times a year. But it's like, you know, everybody wants to come and visit you. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, don't send me flowers when I'm dead. Take me out to eat when I'm alive. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, and so that's why I kind of kept it under wraps. And then when I, when I told them and everybody, you know, everybody had kind of got upset with me. Hey, you know, uncle, what, 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 you know, what, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, I'll be fine, guys. Don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but it's, uh, but once you push through uh, that, you know, and, and, and a lot of folks have to realize is that as you're going through this, it's, you know, whether you're having, you know, surgeries or radiation or chemo, whatnot, that's when you really find out, you know, blood doesn't mean family and family doesn't mean blood, doesn't mean blood. Yeah. You know, you really, really find out on who, on who is there. And, and, and that is not to discredit anybody else, you know. No. But, you know, but you really, really learn an awful lot about folks, about people. You learn a lot about yourself. You know, the uh, the uh, people you would you, you would bet your life on to be there will vaporize, and the people you would never even think about are there. You know, it's like mind blowing. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is really, really amazing. You know. Yeah, it's fascinating. I, I, it's fascinating. In times of adversity, I always say, uh, you know, when, when it's a great. You know, it's not that anyone wants adversity, but you really do when you are tested physically and, you know, whether it's illness or job, you know, even business, right? Like when you started your business, the you know, um, you know, people, you know, when there is adversity in people's lives, it's interesting to see how people act and how they react and what they do. And, you know, sickness is clearly in an adverse time and it's very fascinating to see, to see that happen. And what do you do for work, Liam? Or what did um, you do before you started to get um, I, I, uh, I actually, about two years ago, I uh, left a company that I work for with one of the other guys. We started our own business, and we make printed circuit board assemblies. So um, we're the guys that figure out how to put all the little parts onto the green circuit board, build it, test it, and we supply it to industrial markets, medical, aerospace, all that good stuff. Everyone wonders how things work, but it really kind of, when you break it down, it's like those little circuit boards are really instrumental in making everything work properly, right? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, these projects I work on, um, I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the technology guy here. I'm the geek. My business partner is the business end. And um, I get to work on a lot of really cool things. You know, I, I developed the, um, the um, wearable insulin pump from InsulFab. I did the prototypes for that. I've got stuff on the Mars rover. Space Station, um, a bunch of wild stuff that I've gotten to work on over the years, which gave us enough of the, well, let me put it this way. Um, anybody who starts a business, more power to you. By the time you get it up and going, you say, man, maybe I should have just taken a job, but it's all well worth it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's crazy. It, you know, but though there's a special breed, though, Liam, that can start a business, right? Because not everyone has that and vision and dreams and stuff and it. it it takes really a special person, though. I, I truly believe to be successful at that. I mean, anyone can do it, but I think to be really well, successful. Well, I, 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 I found a launch business and fighting through it. it. It's not unlike being sick, you know? True. Um, it's, it, it's complete um, 
you know, it's, it's just a sheer will and drive. And, you know, bottom line is if you don't give up, you never lose. That's right. And when you get knocked down, you just got to dust yourself off and get back up, man. Exactly. You know, get knocked down six, get up seven. That's it. That's it. That's what it's about. <laughs> everyone, th- you know, but it's funny. Everyone thinks it's about staying up. It's actually about getting up when you get knocked down, you know, like everyone thinks no, it, it's, you know. It is. You know, and, and, and like I say, it's, it's with so many things in life. Um, uh, you know, I, looked, I do equate, you know, launch business, um, and I didn't really th- think about it it's until I got sick. And, you know, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And if you don't stop, eventually you just, you know, you're going to get to the finish line. Whatever that finish line may be, yeah. but if you can get there happy, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're right on point. Let me ask you this question. Where where were you going for – did you bounce around? Because I'm very fascinated from every patient on how they are diagnosed and if when they go to that first center and if that's a major medical center or if it's a regional center, um, are they – you know? so when you got diagnosed, did you go to Boston? Did you stay locally well, or did um, you go to one of the major I, I, centers and um, – Rich and 
kind of nice to be able to contribute and help people back to let people know what's going to happen. And no matter how bad things are, you know, it is, you, you just have to step it up and level up. And it's not easy. There are days, you know, you just want to, you know, I mean, I'm not even going to get out of bed. But you get a fork, you have to find something for yourself to make you get up, make you want to go that next step. Because, you know, if you're not moving, if you're not moving, even a step a day, you're moving forwards. And you have, you so have to push for that. Well, I, I think, like I said before, Liam, you're right on point with that uh, as well. And um, you do. And, and I think it's something, again, being fortunate over the last eight years, meeting many survivors and fighters, they all find those things, whether it's a child, a uh, significant other, work, um, whatever it may be. So a lot of people, a you dog. know, dog, yeah, spiritual, <laughs> spirituality. You know, in August when I realized I was getting pretty sick, I got myself a dog. I've never had a dog in my life. So you've never had a dog in your entire life? No. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to get a dog. And I got a little cockapoo. He's awesome. And uh, because What's his I, name? I, What's I, his I, name? I, I, trained, I trained him in Klingon. So his name is Klingon? No, no, his name is Sonny. But, oh, you know, Sonny. Star Trek, the yeah. Klingons, the yeah. I yeah. trained him in, 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 in uh, the Klingon language. Oh. <laughs> so you must be a Star Trek. Uh, you must love Star Trek, then. Uh, I'm a huge, you know, superhero, Marvel Comics, Star Trek. I'm a huge geek on that end of the fence. And, and to be honest with you, I trained him in Klingon just because, you know, at that point in time, I was thinking, okay, bucket list, right? Uh, it would give something for Eddie, whoever would take my dog. They're always going to remember me because now they're going to have to learn Klingon. Man, so that, was, that, so that's like, pretty... kind of like a little stick in the ribs, you know? That's pretty deep, man, Liam. That That is some really cool stuff, man, that you did that. And that's got some powerful meaning to it. So I, I, I got two things for you. So first of sure. all, again, doing this eight years, not to be super repetitive yep. here, but we've sent out blankets from the very beginning. And the blankets of hope... Um, we're really, and I'll, I'll give you quickly my background. So my dad was diagnosed and, um, I married, a, a, a my wife was from Massachusetts. She was a diehard family Red Sox fans. And I'm sure, are you Red Sox fan? Actually, I was in a bit yesterday for the Red Sox opening day for, um, for a okay. event. Awesome. Awesome. So we can, <laughs> so you're diehard. And, uh, I was, I, my parents immigrated to the United States from Italy in 1968 to the Bronx. So you can imagine they are diehard Yankee fans and I was mm-hmm. always the rebel. So I was a Met fan, but then when I met my wife, I had to go to the Red Sox cause you pick your battles. And, exactly. uh, you know, my dad was, uh, you know, a diehard Yankee fan. And I remember taking him to Yale in the summertime here in Connecticut for chemotherapy. And uh, my brother that Christmas when he got sick bought him this giant fleece Yankee blanket and he would not go anywhere without that thing. And like he, he had it at home on the couch. And so, um, so when we had this idea, you know, when we started project purple, I said, you know, I think it'd be really cool because I know that patients that deal with chemotherapy get really cold. And my dad always had his Yankee blanket. 
We're not going to send out Yankee blankets, but let's send out <laughs> purple project, purple blankets. I don't know. That, that would, we should try that. Maybe one day we are doing something with the Yankees, Liam. So we might be onto something here. Maybe we'll ask the Yankees for fleece blankets and the Red Sox for fleece blankets, and we'll give patients the choice. And maybe we can finally decide who has a bigger fan base, the Yankees or the Red Sox. That, that could be something. Well, it's, it's going to be the yeah, yeah, or the Patriots, right? Yeah, we could do a Patriot one too. My dad wasn't a big football fan, but he was more baseball. So, you know, the blankets, you know, over the last eight years. So that was like that was a core piece of our foundation was sending out these blankets. And I, I've got to go out on record. I think we've probably sent out close to a thousand blankets since our inception. Wow! And we get pictures back, you know, from people who have them. And I, you know, you and I were communicating. You, you've yeah. gotten the blanket and. uh you are I, – I, I'm going to go out on a limb. The first person to send us a picture, and we'll use this for the podcast, of Sonny in the blanket, yeah. which was so awesome. So uh, Excuse me. I don't want to get emotional here, but I, I, I got to tell you. I know it sounds silly, and I, I've never been a dog person. I got that little dog. You're sick as all hell. They stay with you all the time. You can depend on them. And he makes he makes me get up every morning. And oh walk. no, I believe he's making me so you have to because like you get to kill him. He's just a little boy. Yeah, you got to get up. You got to push. You know, and and that's one of the things that really helped me. I I don't say that everybody should run out and buy a freaking menagerie or buy animals. Yeah. But um, so, oh, yeah. and like I said, he comes to work with me every day, and I keep my blanket with me. I keep, I keep it with me all the time, and because it's nice. You oh, know, wow. I'm sitting here at my desk. I throw it over my lap. I'm, I'm a happy guy. Um. You know, it, it, I, it's, it's always within, you know, arms, 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 excuse me, arms reach. Well, we, we love, I love that picture and I love you sharing that story with us. And I will tell you when my dad passed, my mom ended up getting a dog and she ended up getting like a, a, a small mutt mix. I, we, we might think it's like a, a poodle and a Lhasa Apsa. It's really tiny, but the dog is like her godson, you know, and, and, my parents weren't really dog people, but when my dad passed, it was something that my mom really needed and, and needed. So, uh, you know, it, it, I get it. I get it. It's awesome stuff. And uh, I'm glad that it gives you comfort, the blanket, and it gives Sonny a lot of comfort as well. So that's awesome. So you, you just mentioned something before, though, about the Star Trek. And I got to ask you, you know, my, my I have two sons, 12 and 14 that love the Avengers. So we're going to spend like five minutes, if we can here, Liam, on this whole Avengers thing because you said well, you're a big I can mom. do one better for you. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Have your sons ever been to Comic-Con? I have my, – my brother uh, used to collect comic books and that was his thing. He has taken his son – to I think they've gone to the one in Hartford. I think they've even gone to the one in Rhode Island. Comic Con is usually in New York or L.A. I think. Well, I, uh, one of the guys that work with me, we're actually on staff for Comic Con. Oh my God! So uh, we, we we take care of the press, you know, the press people coming in, yeah. and, in and out. And I was just on one in Rhode Island um, back in September. I was one out in Col in Colorado, and. Uh, the next one comes in, comes around into Rhode Island. Make sure we keep in contact, and your boys come right in, and they get to go right behind the scenes, meet different people, the real people, and you have you have cop lunch. Absolutely. Well, that's awesome, man. I'll, I'll definitely keep that in mind. Are you excited for the Avengers uh, new movie? For the Infinity 
a huge Marvel Comics fan. I, I like DC Comics too, but yeah. you know, you gotta, you know, um, it's like what do you say? What do you like better, your left hand or your right hand? Well, Correct. which one do you use more? Well, yeah. okay, for me, it's Marvel. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's a great movie for, franchise, and, and especially you know I me, mean, I, I know I'm not a little kid anymore. Well, let me put it to you this way. Um, I'm uh, 18 with 34 years experience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. 18 with 34 years experience. That's yeah. awesome, man. I like and, that. And, 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 and you know, it's a it's a great distraction, and, and, it, and it's a lot of fun. You know, um, yeah. Actually, in 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 my office, I'm at work right now. You see all sorts of Marvel comic memorabilia around. Um, in my house, I've got you know. I, you know, editions number two, three, four, and five of all the original Spider-Man and all this good stuff. And, you know, I don't read them, but I just enjoy it. And that's another thing. You know, when someone's sick, it gives you something to do. You, yeah. you know, it makes you, it gives you, I think a lot that you have to exercise your brain constantly. Uh, you need that though, Liam, right? I mean, that that's like really important. I think that's something that I think people miss out a little bit because you can you know, and, and all cancers, but, you know, in particular pancreatic cancer and, and my mom's a two-time breast cancer survivor. So we're, we're very familiar with many cancers and, and, but I, I think with this cancer as, as the statistics are what they are and the reality is what it is, um, you can sit in a room and you can get really overwhelmed and, and the, the numbers and the statistics and you can sit there probably all day, every day, and really dwell in that. Or you can take your mind off of it and, and do other things that are productive and positive. So I, I, I totally get that. And I think that's really important, though, um, you know, especially for our listeners at home and people maybe who have gone through this maybe can relate. And the people that are going through it, um, you know, maybe that's some helpful advice you know, to have those positive distractions. And, and for you, it's been Marvel and those comic books and, you know, other things. Um, but, you know, that, that is really important. And that is a key, I think, in, in keeping your mind sane and, and dealing with this cancer in a positive way. Well, well you know, I, I, it's um, I a very old friend of mine. You know, it's when I, when I found out I was sick, I was like, ah, oh, geez, well, you know, what am I going to do? And, uh, you know, I went to high school with him. I mean, he's not a guy I talk to every day or whatnot, but I've known him for an awful long time. It's been like five or six years. And he, out of the blue, he called me, hey, what's going on? And we start shooting the breeze. So I said, yeah, dude, you know, I'm, I'm kind of stiff like this is what's going on. And he says, you know, I've known you my whole life. Yeah, he goes, and, you know, excuse my language. He says, uh, quit being an asshole. Stop thinking about yourself. What are you going to do to help other people? And I'm like, you're right. Yeah. And so that's so that's why, you know, in September I went out to Colorado to go do that one because part of it is, you know, it's also helping some vintage kids. I made sure I went to the one one in Rhode Island. Um, you know, to to make sure that the kids having fun, you know, I I I've met all the people who own the Batmobile and all this other good crap. That's so I've cool. been getting them to go to events to teach for different charities and whatnot. And uh yeah, and I find, you know, don't dwell on yourself. Because you just get sucked into this horrible abyss, and it and, and it's a drag, you know. Focus on something, work towards it, fight for it every single day. And when you and when you and when you make somebody else happy, it makes you happier, which makes you feel better. That's true, man. It's all true, all very true. Last Marvel question for you, because yep. this is so intriguing to me. My my twelve year old is like a Marvel idiot savant. He he's been like on YouTube and reading. <laughs> And he's got the whole, you know, he's like, oh, you know, Captain America or uh, 
Captain Marvel's coming out next year, right? Supposedly. Yes, or, yes, yes. Which is yes. a female, um, you know, and, and everything. And so I actually have two questions for you. Yep. One, because it, I just read about this, you know, from a business end. It was just so fascinating to me how, you know, Marvel prior to the Iron Man, you know, movies launching, you know, couldn't give away, you know, the franchise. They were trying to sell the movie rights. And, you know, there was, uh, you know, Disney, I think it was Disney came along and, you know, kind of has done very well financially, but they just brought, they bought Spider-Man from Sony, right? So Spider-Man was part of the Sony franchise and then Sony did okay, but then now the reboot of Spider-Man has done very well. So in your opinion, uh, expert opinion, do you feel that the new Spider-Man reboot has done Marvel justice per the comic book and everything for the fan base? The new Spider-Man did for Spider-Man what the last Batman, not the Ben Affleck one, the last Batman, Dark Knight, did for Batman. That's how much of it comp that's how much it leaped over over it. Now here's a very little known fact. Did you know that Stan Lee and Michael Jackson put a bid into Sony to buy the rights back for Spider Man? No. Michael Jackson was a huge Spider Man fan. And he didn't like the way the first two reboots went, so he wanted to buy it and redo the whole thing. That's pretty fascinating. That's pretty cool. There's a very, very small nugget. And another thing that Marvel has done with the Black Panther movie. Well, that's where um, I was going next. So I was going to ask okay. you about Black Panther and what you thought about that, because I'm sure you, I'm uh, sure you saw it. it. It's fantastic. And, and, and it's how they portrayed Wakanda, which is, you know, this little country way down in Africa, but super technologically advanced. But uh, as far as the um, MCU goes, um, you know, it's done $1.2 billion worldwide. Yeah. And, they're, and they are Marvel, which has done this with Black Panther. They, um, out in uh, Dubai, in Saudi Arabia, back about in 80-something, they shut down all movie theaters because of religious reasons. They are opening them back up just to show the Black, Black Panther. Panther movie. Wow. I mean, I know, you know, here domestically, you know, with everything that's gone on politically and socially, it's been, I think, a, a great positive. Naturally, it's raised a lot of money, right? And it was very, I thought it was a very well done movie. But I think from the whole movement, you know, um, it, it's been great for our society. Like, we needed a hug. I kept saying to people, you know, like, we needed a hug. And, you know, that kind of, you know, I think Hollywood tends to sometimes. Not all the time, um, but in some cases, you know, provide that, you know, positivity. And um, that's phenomenal to know that, you know, worldwide it's having an effect as well positively so that people, you know, can go to the movie and, and, and see it and have positive impact. That's pretty fascinating. Well, you know, and, and one of the things that you have to remember, people who like superhero movies, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be comics, but superhero movies, you don't care if they're white, black, short, yeah. tall. Yeah, yeah. You know, who cares? It, it, it's just a cool story, and that's the yeah. fun part. Yeah. You know? It's just so people get more and more immersed in, in, in to that. And, you know, uh, like, you know, you can watch Iron Man, Black Panther, the, like, perfect thing for Marvel. The first Hulk movie, it was fun to watch. It kind of choked. Second one with Ed Norton, it was a lot better. And unfortunately, they didn't let Ed Norton go into the new role of the Hulk due to contract discrepancies. He didn't like the role. But Mark Ruffio, he freaking knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. You I know? know. I know. It's absolutely insane. 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see that, you know, the, uh, I mean, the trailers look phenomenal. Um, I've already bought my tickets for my kids and I and my wife to go because they're excited to see it. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see the, the new Avengers uh, flick. And it'll be interesting to see how the because this seems like the first movie where all the movies kind of combine, you know, where you where we've seen some of that and some of the, you know, movies. Yeah, there hasn't been. I think there's been a fair amount, but it looks like this movie has a has a, an, an exorbitant amount of crossover with the legends, you know, uh, 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 the Guardians of the Galaxy, I should say, you know, really being involved in this movie. It seems yeah. like quite a bit, and then you know, it's, so it's like this whole, you know, you've got this spatial universe of superheroes now combining with, you know, what we have going on here on Earth, you know, and, and everything kind of combines and, and it works, you know, and not, not everything's too far-fetched uh, in the Marvel well, universe. I, I, I don't want to give away a spoiler alert, but you, but you tell your son is to really watch the, and to, the, there's a hidden Easter egg, which was nice, is because one of the guys that work with me, um, uh, George, um, he's part of the National Cartoonist Society as well, even though we make circuit boards. Um, <laughs> so I kind of get a little glimpse of the, Easter eggs that are going to come up that people aren't looking for. Uh-huh. Pay real close attention to Thanos. There's a little, little thing, and they're very, very subtle. And after he sees the movie, feel free to reach out to me, and I'll let you know what it is. And you go, son of a gun, I never would have seen that. Never, ever would have thought, because I found out about it, like, last week, and I was like, no way. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I get to, you know, I'm like, this is super, duper cool. I can't wait to watch it. Huh? That now, now you got me on the uh, edge of my seat, wondering what it was, and I'll have to, I'll have to throw that to my son and see, uh, see what he says, and get him all excited. Awesome stuff, awesome stuff. Well, that's great stuff, Liam. Hey, I wanted to. Uh, we're gonna shift gears here a little bit again. Yeah. I, you mentioned your son, so talk to me, uh, family-wise. Um, you have one son, or you have multiple kids, or what, what's the dynamic? Well, um, actually, I was. Um... I got married when I was 23 years old, um, and and she only had two children, um, Bobby and Christy, and we got married when they were like uh, four or five years old. Um, she already had them, and we grew up together. I raised them, and you know, time and years went by when they were around 18 and 19 years old. Um, you know, we, we split up, and it was nothing horrible. It was just, you know, okay, you know what? Life has changed, and it was very amicable. Um, and my my my, uh, my son Bob, we've always you know been together, talked all the time, and um, and then you know time went by. I ended up you know I actually ended up getting together with uh, with with, with um, my current ex wife, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and 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 she had two daughters. Uh, they were five. They were four and five at the time. We've been together for many many years, uh, but you know. Uh, even though I don't have biological children, they're my kids. And uh, my son Bob, he has uh, two boys, uh, Joe and Caleb, um, and he's 34 years old now, and I couldn't be more proud of him. Um, and even before I got sick, you know, always we always get together, always checks in on me, um, the uh, the uh, whole nine yards. And then when I did get sick, you know, you know I didn't I didn't tell him either. And then when I did, you know, he kind of got a little bent with me. But, you know, it's like all cool. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I uh, raised him and we have kind of the same sense of humor. Um, and it, it, just to give you an idea, you know, not everybody in the medical field has a really good sense of humor, I found out. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I was, it was just two weeks 
and it's with a surgeon to, to say, okay, how are you doing, all this good stuff. And she has a, a um, Beth Israel is also a teacher school, so you typically have an intern with you. Yeah. So this is young me, and I want to say maybe 28 years old. And we're sitting there, and the doctor goes through, and she says, oh, she looks at me, and she says, oh, I see you do for a colonoscopy. Do you have an appointment? My son, Bob, about missing a beat, says, yep. I'm like, we just found out about this this morning. I'm like, what, what are you doing? I'm just like, we're looking at him. And she says, what's the doctor's name? And Bob, and my son, Bob, says, it's uh, Dr. Grisias. <laughs> Excuse me? And he says, Dr. Grisias. And now I'm smiling. The intern has a slight smile. Doctor doesn't get it. And so she looks at him and she says, I don't know that doctor. Do you say Dr. Grisias? Now the three of us are dying laughing. She says, what's so funny? I says, don't you get it? Dr. Grisias, the cartoonist, you know. Yeah, I, uh... she, she just went, oh, very funny. And went right back to work. But that's the type of humor that my son has. He grew up with me his whole life. And, you know, and, and his boys are the same way. Uh, it, it, it is awesome. Is it inappropriate at times? Yes, but you got to have fun. That's what you it's about. You know, you can't take life too serious, though. So, no, and that's uh, how much of a rock star kid he is. You know. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So now, Liam, if we uh, if we at, talk about like the future, so yep. w- what are some of the things um, you know that you're most excited for moving forward? And I know you said you know, hey, Sunny keeps you going every day. Like you get up yep. for for Sunny and and get moving, and you know the work. And you know the family and and Bob and stuff being there for you with the grandkids and stuff. But you know what else are you looking forward to? You know moving forward. Let's say over the next six months to a year. Um, over the next six months, you know, like I said, I just want to start putting my life back together, get getting a little bit more healthy. You know, um, definitely one of the things that puts you into perspective is when you're sick. You don't think about all the things you've done. You always worry about the things that you didn't get done. I didn't see this person. I didn't let so-and-so know, hey, that was a really great job you did. You know, I didn't call up my aunt in five years and say, hey, I love you. You know? So that's really like my focus is to really make sure the people that I know know, hey, you know what? You're okay. I'm okay. You're okay. Not so much I'm okay. But it's, it's, it's just to really let people know. And it, it, it's not like you're trying to reach out and leave a legacy or a name for yourself. You just want to make sure it's that the people you care about, and even the ones you don't, even the people you don't know, it, 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 it costs you nothing to be a nice person. It costs nothing. And it's not a hard thing to do, and it makes yourself feel bad. That might be selfish in a sensible way. But you know what? You want to know what? You see somebody struggling with a bag at the grocery thing, give them a hand. It, it doesn't cost anything. No. You know, you don't, you, maybe they're going something through horrible in, in, in their life. And just as simple thing as like, you know, picking up a case of water for somebody and moving it, it makes a big difference in their day. And it may not today or tomorrow, but two or three weeks down the road, hey, remember that guy that helped me? Yeah. And and so for the next six months, that that is really my focus is is, is to really try to help people move forward with whatever struggle that they're going through. It doesn't necessarily have to be cancer, pancreatic cancer. You know, I mean, it could just be anything because uh, one of the things that really changes your focus on things is like, hey, you know what? I missed a bullet. I don't want anybody behind me getting hit with it. And 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 and, and so 
build, I would say for the next six months, that's a, that that's my, that's like my biggest focus. Now, to 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 ask you quickly about the current medical situation. So you had the Whipple. Yep. You did. You yep. did. Did you do any chemotherapy post Whipple? Um, I, I I went to um, a very very minimal. Yep. Um, you know because I, I, at first, because you know they wanted me to heal up first. Yeah. And yep. then it was just done as a precautionary. Correct. You know? So there's no uh, evidence. So your last scan is completely clean. Yeah. Yes. They said completely completely clean. Um, and I was like, holy smokes, are you kidding me? And they were like. Yeah. They're like, you know, we, we, we don't know what we did. And, they, you know, they asked me, like, what did you do? Change your lifestyle and whatnot. And uh, to be perfectly frank, you know, it's when I found out, you know, well, when I thought I was screwed, you know, you know, I started smoking again, I'm drinking, I don't give a crap, you know, you, yeah. you, you just don't care. And, and then, you know, I went back and I said, hey, you're doing pretty good. I was like, well, okay, William, stop it. Amazing news. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't want to. Uh, you know, you know the statistics, but you know, one in five. Oh, sur- I. You know, I hit the lottery. Yeah, you hit the lottery, man. Like one in five are surgical, so you hit the lottery there, and then you know the no evidence of disease. I mean, you know, it's just uh, it's just awesome, Liam. So um, you know, from all of us here, man, we hope you continue that trend and continue living the way you are living, um, I would definitely say cigarettes are clearly out the window, so don't smoke those, but, uh, Well, actually, to be honest with you, about three weeks ago, I put the patch back on. (laughs) That's okay. Just don't, you know, don't inhale, uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing if, if everything is in the right direction and thank you for your inspiration and thank you for sharing with our audience some really, really powerful stuff, Liam. I mean, you know, I, I, I know you had said originally, like, you know, you didn't want to get emotional and you, and you, you know, talking about Sonny and, and the family and stuff. I, we could hear it a little bit, you know, but I, I really believe though every day and, and you said something, you know, that kind of, I made a note here. I've been making notes this whole time we've been talking, you know, and I think I've heard this before, you know, and, and I think you have to every day have the emotion of laughing, crying, and smiling, you know, and that really, um, 
you know, is really powerful stuff, you know, and, and, and life does go on for all of us. But I think, you know, what you said about having the sense of humor and having the positive attitude and having those positive distractions has really helped you has really been something powerful that I hope our audience, as I've said, you know, whether you are uh, fighting pancreatic cancer right now, hopefully they can take something away. It may not be all three of those, but maybe it's one of them and be inspired to maybe, you know, do something that they longed and, you know, loved doing when they were younger and kind of got away from. Or or if, um, you know, those that are listening that are in your same shoes where there is no evidence of disease and they, they are the one in five, or maybe they didn't have surgery, but there's there's no evidence of disease anymore that they can relate to what you're saying. So, you know, I, I really respect you, man, and, and thank you for sharing, and, and this has been awesome, and I love the picture of Sonny and, you know, that really, uh, that was really special for me, you know, given well, uh, the backstory know, to it. Taking to work with, with me every day and it actually led me to change the policy here at work. I allow <laughs> everybody to bring their dogs to work now. That's awesome. That's awesome. We have, we have an office dog. One of our employees has a small dog as well. And, uh, I have a Labrador and, and she used to come to the old office. We have all rugs at the new office. So I don't know if she's coming to the new office. I I've been begging my wife for a new dog, another dog, not a new dog, but another dog, a smaller dog. So we'll see, we'll see where that plays out. So that's awesome to know though. Well, I, I really appreciate you taking the time, uh, to talk to us about your story and inspiring us and in hopefully inspiring our audience as inspired as I am just here talking to you. So thank you, Liam, for your time today. And we really appreciate you being a guest on the Project Purple podcast. Hey, absolutely. And to anybody else that's fighting it, like I say, you know what? After you have your little pity party, make sure you do something that makes you smile and laugh. Most important thing. <laughs>